FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 195 of the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and this is going to be a bonus episode. Uh, just a quick Civil War 2 update. And this is going to be the standard by which all bonus episodes will be measured. Usually I say, oh, it's going to be a short episode, and then I talk too long, or I and or the guest talk, talk too long, and, uh, you know, it ends up being kind of a bonus episode. This... This one's going to be commercial length, folks. <laughs> It'll be pretty short. We have three kind of bare... Well, no. I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> I was going to say we have three barely there guest appearances for Old Man Logan and or Wolverine, but one of them is fairly extensive, but eh, whatever. So anyway, we're going to talk about... Civil War 2 number 5, Civil War 2 X-Men number 4, and Spider-Man number 8. So starting off, we have Civil War 2 number 5. Uh, Written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by David Marquez, art assist. Huh, there's not an inker. I wonder if he just did some of the inking. I'm not sure. That's purely a guess on my part. Anyway, that assist was by Sean Isaacse, or Isaacs. I bet that's what it is. I bet it's Isaacs. <laughs> I'm trying to overcomplicate it. Uh, colors by Justin Ponsor. Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Designed by Victor Ochoa. And the cover by Marco Djurjevic. Um, in the cover, of course, we have the top, I guess, third with our Civil War II dress. All black, white, and red. Very ominous looking. And on the bottom, we have a beautiful melee. We have some lightning in the sky. Uh, looks like it's coming from Thor's hammer. And striking Captain America's shield. Uh, the Steve Rogers, Steve Caps shield. Um, it just looks, it looks great. Captain Marvel looks great. Black Panther looks fantastic. Uh, Vision looks pretty good. It's a nice cover. Uh, for the most part, this issue is just a lot of fighting. We start off with a couple getting a helicopter tour of New York City. They keep asking, where are the superheroes? And Drax flies in front of them, and we pan out to a double-page spread of heroes fighting heroes. And, of course, that includes Old Man Logan on a Team Iron Man. And lots and lots of fighty-fighty. The Inhumans decide they're going to get in the fight, but Ulysses needs to stay behind. The best part about this book, I think, uh, we have lots of interesting matchups, and we have some little character moments. We see young Scott Summers being depressed about the news. 
uh, some other guy, I don't know who that is, being impressed about the news, Mary Jane, Clint Barton, dejected. There's some cool little matchups. Of course, the Guardians of the Galaxy joined the fray. Uh, Venom fighting Miles Morales. It's interesting. Miles beats him with a, his own Venom blast. Kind of clever, I guess. And then, um, yeah, I don't know about Kenny Pride's new costume. It looks like an 80s Rob Liefeld costume. <laughs> I think I may have said that already. But the the Inhumans get in. The, but the, really the best part about the issue is Ulysses kind of watching it from afar and seeing all the damage being done to the Triskelion, all the massive explosions. And you can tell like feels like it's his fault and he starts crying. And the panel, Marquez is just brilliant. The panel of him with his big old crocodile tears is great. And he decides he's going to do... Actually, he doesn't decide because he asks what's... He's like, what is happening? But these glowy things start coming out of his fingers. And they go towards the heroes and they wrap them up and stop the fight. And he has a vision. But they're completely inside the vision. And they look up. And Miles has killed Steve Rogers. He's beaten him to a pulp. Got blood all over his hands and a piece of rebar through... A rebar, rebar, yeah, rebar through his chest in front of the a broken capital. And... Uh, yeah, it's a very menacing double-page spread. Marquez does another brilliant job. And they pan back out to reality, and Miles just collapses in defeat, pulls his mask off his face. And they're like, Miss Marvel's like, it's not true, it won't happen. And Miles is like, how do you know? And she says, I just do. And then we have a very telling moment. Um, as Miss Marvel looks at Captain Marvel, and like, you're not... You're not really going to do this, are you? And we, it's been a huge, like, kind of thing going on in that backstory of Miss Marvel because she's, like, has idolized Carol. And now she doesn't really like what Carol's doing. And kind of that following her idol kind of thing has, has been really interesting. But, of course, Carol does what Kamala doesn't want her to do, and she's going to arrest Miles. So the story is fine. I mean, it's mostly fighting, and there's nothing wrong wrong with that. It is what it is. Uh, there's a couple of emotional moments, kind of with Ulysses and with Miles at the end, that are that are pretty interesting. But the art, the art, Marquez is still just killing this book. This art is so 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 good. Um, I mean, it always is. But yikes, people! Uh, this. I know it's been kind of mixed response to this book, I feel like. I'm mostly enjoying it overall, but I am loving the art and would would recommend this book on visual alone. But that's not to say the story's bad. I don't even think the story is like necessarily the weak point. Um, you know, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give Civil War 2 number 5. Five out of six claws. I kind of went between a four and a five, but the art's too good. So five out of six. X-Men number four, or no, I'm sorry, Civil War number two, X-Men number four. Written by Colin Bunn. Art by Andrea Bricardo. Colors by Jesus Abertov. Letters by VCs Josevino. Cover by David Yarden. And this time I got the David Yarden cover. And it's Magneto covering up Ulysses' eyes with his hands. And between his fingers, you see a light, but then the light is also shining out of Magneto's eyes. 
is, is trying to show that Magneto is, is experiencing a vision. He's seeing a future. So there's that. Um, so basically, I've been really bored with this story. The art is fine. It's up and down. There'll be panels that are really great and panels that aren't so great, like one where Rachel looks like a kitty cat, um, <laughs> like a cat person, kind of for no reason. Those, those are tattoos on her face, not whiskers. Um, but then there's other art that looks great. Storm looks really good for the most part. Nightcrawler looks pretty good. Um, some fighting between Mystique and Psylocke looks nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so more fighting between young Kenny X-Men and the extraordinary X-Men while Magneto is a new Adeline trying to get Ulysses. Uh, we have a weird thing where Sabretooth and Old Man Logan are still continuing their fight from what feels like all four issues. <laughs> and Old Man Logan says something interesting. He tells Sabretooth, thought you'd been brainwashed into thinking you were one of the angels, Creed. But here you are, still fighting against your fellow mutants. Now, maybe I need to go back and reread Axis. I, I don't think I will, because I kind of marginally enjoyed it, but maybe I'm missing something. But is it is it common knowledge that, like, do people know they're brainwashed? Because I feel like Creed just came out of that, not really understanding, like, feeling guilty about what he had done but not really knowing or feeling like he's a different person, quote-unquote. Like wanting to make up for his past because he felt differently about it. I don't know if he knows he's brainwashed. I certainly don't know if everybody knows that he's brainwashed. Maybe they do. Maybe I missed that. But I didn't feel like that was the case. And if it is the case, I don't feel like Creed would just be like, huh, I like feeling this way. I'm going to stay this way. I'm, I'm glad someone violated me mentally and changed me who I was fundamentally. I'm cool with that. Let's just go with it. I don't I don't think that would happen. I think if Creed knew he was brainwashed, he would pursue a course of action of trying to become unbrainwashed and being himself. Maybe he really loves his pussycat persona. I don't think that would necessarily be the case that he just loves it so much and he doesn't want to be himself over it. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was a really weird choice by Colin Bunn. And like I said, maybe I'm the one out of the loop, but it seemed odd to me. If anybody else can remember, like, do we know what happened in an Axis? Because I don't know. It just seems weird to me. I don't know. And slightly out of character, if, if that's the case. Anyway, we have that fight. Um, the extraordinary X-Men realize it's all a diversion. And then Magneto confronts Ulysses. And Ulysses is like, oh, so you're the big bag, Magneto. All right. Kind of, had, kind of a Darth Vader type scene as he comes in with his helmet and his cape and he's crackling with magnetic energy. Um, and Ulysses is intimidated. And he says, well, can I talk you out of killing me? <laughs> and he shows Magneto a future and a double page spread of this future is X, the same X-Men that are fighting each other right now it's a few extras we also have Beast and Zorn and Sebastian Shaw in the mix and they're all not only fighting each other but massacring each other Old Man Logan 
in an interesting page because he's cut off Zorn's head, but he looks terrified that he did it. Oh, you know what? Looking at this, most of them do. Some of them you can't see the face, and Phantom X looks happy to, to be fighting Gambit. But like Rachel is holding the body of Jean and crying. Of course, that's her mom. <laughs> is it? She's older or younger? Yeah, my mom's younger than me. That's that's a good story. Um, yeah, he shows on that, and Magneto's like, whoa, no, I don't. I don't like this. This, if this is the future because I kill you or whatever, or we'll, we'll do something else. And so he leaves. And then everyone quits fighting. And Rachel says, I'll go tell Magneto's team that the fight's over. He must have seen something that, that scared him off. Then Magneto and Medusa have a conference. Magneto's like, well, you know what I saw. I know you know. And I know you saw something too. That's why you are not attacking me or whatever. And she says, you're right, fine. But if you ever come back here, it will will treat you as an enemy. And then probably the best line, maybe the only really good line in the whole series, Magneto says, rest assured, Medusa, when I return, it will definitely be as an enemy. Anyways, uh, Nightcrawler comes home, so to speak. He asks Storm if there's still a place on her team. She gives him a hug. I was <laughs> this is just my silly perverted mind. But I always I think it's interesting because I'm sure it's just because his tail, you know, his prehensile tail is always kind of moving around and going to and fro. So I'm sure this is completely innocent. When his tail is down, Storm gives him a hug, and in the art, her boobs look pressed against his chest, and suddenly his tail is up. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Psylocke goes back, you know, because her and Nightcrawler had kind of traded places during the series on what team they were on. Um, but Psylocke goes back to War Room X in the Savage Land. She slaps Magneto and says, I thought we were partners. Turns out I'm just your babysitter. This isn't going to work. Uh, Rachel says, I'm out of here. Magneto says, all right, well, I'll do what I have to do. Um, I don't know. I'm still pretty bored. The art was neither here nor there. This issue, some good, some not so great. All of it kind of okay. You know, just various degrees of okay. The story, it's not bad. It doesn't suck. I just, I don't know. I just don't care. And you know what I really also don't care about? Death of X. They waited too long to tell this story, and I'm just kind of over it. But that we have a big ad for that in the back. That's why I brought that up. But, of course, I'll be covering it, I'm sure, because I'll, I'll sure we'll have Wolverine appearances for the old uh, Snick cast. But, um, yeah, I'm going to keep my, my kind of average score on this book. I'm going to give Civil War 2, X-Men number 4. There's a middle-of-the-road 2 out of 6 clause, just, you know, slightly below average. Yeah, I, mean, I told you, we're ripping through this episode. Um... We do have a very, very minor Old Man Logan and a very minor all-new Wolverine appearance in Spider-Man number 8, which is a Civil War 2 tie-in. It is written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Nico Leone, colors by Marte Garcia, letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Woo! Uh, who was that? Was that Denise or was that me? You'll never know. 
Cover by Sarah Pacelli and Jason Keith. Title page design is credited, so I'll say it. <laughs> Nicholas Russell. Sorry, that sounded real. I did not mean that to be so patronizing. I apologize, Nicholas Russell. You did a fine title page. I like the little spider logo, so it was good. Um, yeah. All right, so this cover by Pacelli is beautiful. But, you know, I love Pacelli almost as much as I love Marquez. I would say probably even as much. They're both up there with great modern artists uh, who also happen to have worked a lot with business. <laughs> They're at a club. Um, anyway, yeah, it's a great cover. It's kind of almost like, it's like a Star Trek teleportation beam or a hologram in the background. Uh uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and Captain Marvel are being beamed up. So Carol and Peter in costume with a Nova helmet, no less. Then in the foreground, we have Miles, Nova, and Miss Marvel all looking very dejected. Nova even has a little tear strolling down his cheeks. And it's just, it's a fantastic cover. It looks really, really good. This issue... Is awesome. So it's kind of a tale of two stories. Uh, if you haven't been reading this book, um, you know, Miles has been acting kind of weird because he's doing spider stuff all the time and trying to also be, you know, a kid. And um, his parents are worried, and his grandma is particularly worried, thinks he might be on drugs or something. She hires a PI to investigate him. That PI happens to be Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones finds out what's going on, isn't going to tell his grandma. Or his mom, who also came by and paid her to stop the investigation once she found out about it. Of course, she couldn't do that. Anyway, but but Jessica Jones and Luke Cage confront Miles, saying we know who you are. And there's a really funny rooftop scene. Um, by the way, uh, so Andrew, who's been on the show before, came up to me at work the other day and was like, Have you already talked about Spider-Man number eight? Old Man Logan's in there. I was like, no, not yet, but I will. He goes, man, it's, it's awesome. He loved, he loved it. And with good reason, I love it too. Um, but he, one of the things he commented on was he loves when people do the the eyes on the spider mask, like give them expression. And Leon does a great job this issue of giving Miles' mask expression. Uh, there's one where he kind of squints one eye when he's like trying to figure out how to pretend that he's not really Miles Morales. <laughs> and they don't know what they're talking about. And there's there's a couple other parts where he squints and he gets wide-eyed and, and kind of cock-eyed. It's just the art in this book is amazing. I don't really know Leon. Um, I'm not familiar with him. He's done, you know, a couple issues in this book, including this one. That's all I really know him by, but I like him a lot. I hope to see, or I get him or her. I'm not really even sure. But I like their art a lot and would love to see more of them. I don't. Obviously, you want to see Pacelli come back. You know, I love Pacelli. But maybe they can either alternate on this book or maybe Leon can find another book that he can rock and roll on because he's just really good. So anyway, um, the first part of this story is uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage giving Miles advice and basically saying, if we figure this out this fast, how fast are the bad guys going to figure it out? You need to do better. You need to do better by your... And you also need to act more normal. You need to find a better balance so that your parents aren't so worried about you. They obviously care about you. 
uh, they're hiring PIs, and that's not good. <laughs> not good for you as Miles or Spider-Man. But also as a hero, you got to do better, or people are going to find out who you are and come after your family. So he kind of gets a reality check from uh, Jessica and Luke. And it's a very, very entertaining reality check. This conversation is several pages with lots of Bendis greatness. Um, it's really funny. Uh, Miles, is, of course, is not handling it well. Jessica tells her, or tells him, you know, that his grandma hired him. He's like, what? And then tells him his mom tried to unhire her. He's like, that's cool. He goes, well, maybe I shouldn't lie to her. But Luke's like, yeah, you should. He's like, well, you don't have a mask. Y'all don't have a mask. Y'all are out there in the open. And, you know, they say, well, that's us. You're you. You're what you got to do. And they leave. And my favorite part is Luke and Jessica are standing on the roof and Miles is swinging away, getting smaller each panel as he swings out over the city. And Luke's like, want to make out? <laughs> Jessica says, I told you, rooftop conversations with other superheroes do not count as dates. Pause. Want to make out? Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's great. So our next kind of part of the story is that Spider-Man has been called by Tony Stark to the Triskelion. But it's a long way off, and there's nothing really to uh, attach his webs to to swing across the bay there. But he sees Nova, so he webs him. Nova's like, uh, warning, please? <laughs> or next time, ask. And Miles is like, I tried, but you couldn't hear me. So they go to the Triskelion. We have Old Man Logan and Wolverine both there. And Captain Marvel and Iron Man are both there together. And this is kind of tying us back into previous issues of the of Civil War, number two. Um, and they talk about their meeting together. They're going to go after the Hulk. And they need everybody's help that they can. Carol is praying that she's wrong but doesn't believe that she is. Tony's like, we've got to give him a chance. So they're still kind of, ar- they're working together, but they're still definitely arguing and ideologically opposed. Um, Tony, because she says something about the possibility of, of, he might not be hulking out and killing us all, like the vision said. And Tony's like, wait, you're saying you hope I'm right? And she says, I do, in the worst way. But you, you don't actually think I am. I don't, in the worst way. And she says, I need all of you to join us. And Iron Man goes up to the young kid, the the three young kids specifically that have been on his Avengers team of late. Nova, Miles, Spider-Man, and Miss Marvel. And um, basically says, this is serious business. But the Hulk, I mean, Bruce is a good guy. The Hulk's a mistake, but Bruce is a great guy. And then we hear that Tony, we get some little backstory why Tony was just Tony. And that issue with Civil Wars, because he agreed to go without armor to try to avoid confrontation. And so Nova asks his friends, are we going? And she's like, yeah. And Miss Marvel, I talked about kind of the the fallen idol, you know, of the hero worship. She goes, man, we have to go. Miss Marvel was, or Captain Marvel was great. She didn't take any of Tony's sass. And Nova's kind of freaking out. And then we skip an hour later. The Hulk has just been killed by Clint. Iron Man is yelling and Kamala is gasping. All the kids. Uh, the story kind of focuses now, the second half of the story, on, on the three kids. Nova, Miles, Spider-Man, and Miss Marvel. And um, 
they're all in shock and don't know what to do. Um, of course, Tony says, well, who's next on the hit list? And Nova says, I, I think I'm with Iron Man. And Miles, again, with a great expressive mask with the eyes, says, me too. And you can tell Ms. Marvel's like, oh, no, but that means they're against Captain Marvel, my idol. I don't I don't know what to do. Like, they're my best friends, but then my idol, and I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm confused. And then, um... We have some kind of foretelling. Of course, we already know how this is going to play out. But Miles is talking about how Ulysses looked at him. Just looked right at me. Um, and Nova tries to play it off like, have you seen your suit? Miss <laughs> Marvel says, don't joke. And she's crushed. And we get a very telling line that I thought was amazingly awesome. Um, she says, that was really horrible. How... How can she let that happen and start sobbing? And you can tell, like, her pedestal she had Captain Marvel on has just crumbled. Like, like when she says, how can she let that happen? Like, she's blaming Captain Marvel. She's blaming Carol, like, for letting the Hulk get killed. And, of course, Tony's like, was this the plan all along? Did she convince me not to wear my armor so that I couldn't detect or sense that Clint was up there. You know, if you remember from that issue, he was hiding in the trees before he shot the arrow. And um, there's a really touching scene, a really funny scene, as Miss Marvel sobbing, and Nova's like scrambling with his arms to, as Miles is shrugging, and I'm like, what are we supposed to do? And they all kind of grab each other's hands and are comforting each other. It's a really great moment. Then we get another kind of foreboding, foreshadowing, because we know what's going to happen. We just talked about it earlier in this episode where Miles is like, he's right, though. Who's next? Yeah, pretty nuts, Um, I already said how much I love this. The story is great. It's very funny, also very touching, and really ties in well. One, one of the better tie-ins to Civil War too. And the art is amazing. It's really, really great. I... I'm going to get Spider-Man number eight. As brief as the Wolverine's appearances were, I'm going to give it six out of six claws. And that, folks, told you, shorty, shorty, shorty. Um, that's our Civil War II update, and that's our bonus episode. I will see you guys next time. So please remember to like the Facebook page. Email snickcast at yahoo.com. Twitter at snickcast. Show notes and stuff, snickcast.podbean.com. And until next time, hugs and snicks. Bye-bye. And snacked. We're out.